This is The Motorcycle Show, episode 7, for July 18th, 2021. I'm Crash. And I'm Daddy No Fun. Hey, Daddy, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It has been a day. So many little errands, like one after another after another. Laundry and house cleaning and more laundry and grocery shopping and homework. Dude, I could not get motivated today. Not, well, first of all, I had the big granddaughter sleep over here last night. So three maniacs running around, you know, till midnight. Yeah, that'll that'll drain the energy out of you. Yeah. And then I got up because my automatic alarm clock in my body woke me up at 530. Mm-hmm. And then you, I really can never actually get completely back to sleep. It's like a toss and turn kind of thing. And please forgive me. <laughs> I yawn a couple times and I still have a lot of stuff to do to get ready for work tomorrow. So, yeah. Yeah. I got to do all, I got to get ready for work tomorrow too. Damn it. Ugh. <laughs> you were off for like quite a few days working from the road, I assume, or. Yeah, well, I took vacation time, but okay. I was still working. I had my laptop with me, and anytime, you know, so I would check in on a regular basis. And uh, I had to put a couple fires out virtually and do a couple things. And uh, man, my, it's just there's so much going on all the time. And then, <clears throat> you know, this is South Florida. So with the whole Surfside thing happening, we're involved in that too. What's the Surfside thing? The, the collapse of the building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know the name or anything. Yeah, so we have a team down there. We we have a the city I work for. We're one of the re- regional hazmat teams. Mm-hmm. That we have a bunch of TRT guys and USAR guys. So you know there was all that going on too. And what else? It was just busy. And then we decided to take this trip because it, in the summertime, you know, we're kind of lining up with when I don't have grandpa duty. Mm-hmm. So. We, Marcy, like, well, here's the other thing. I don't know if I told you this or not. We took, we got one of the e-bikes. We did talk about this, right? Yeah, you got one of them, yeah. And And we forgot the charger. Oh, right, yep. So, and I tried to look around a couple places. Hey, will this charger work? They're very, appears proprietary, because you said yours is like an XLR connection. Yeah, it is 100% an XLR microphone plug. So this is just one of those little crappy, you know. Like coaxial little round yeah with an inside and outside contact yep i did figure out the battery does come out i figured out how to get it out you got to remove the key the whole key thing to me is completely stupid you have a key there's a key a a physical key to turn the bike on yeah oh mine has a key to unlock the battery from it but that's it well okay so that it does both functions sure yeah if the key's not turned the bike won't go on okay yeah mine you gotta like hold the phone chuck what maybe i'm wrong i need to test that oh like maybe you don't have the key in it yeah because the battery can't get out without the key yeah that's the only thing my key does is it locks the battery in place which confuses me a little bit i I mean i guess i I don't know why it needs a key but i'm gonna have to look at because i don't know now for sure well so okay so the key goes underneath the frame Okay. And you can't get the battery out unless you remove the key, which is odd. Yeah. I don't know. I look at it. Hmm. Maybe, I, I, I thought for sure I went to go turn it on. It wouldn't go on and I had to turn the key. But once you turn the key, you can't get it out. And I'm worried about losing it. So at some point, I'm going to probably wire it to something or put a lanyard on there and oh, clip yeah. it. That, that way I don't lose it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I also learned too that... and. Ma- Tell me how yours works. When you're going uphill, yep. the throttle struggles. Like the motor really struggles. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely have to like be in a suitable gear and stuff like that. What uh, what wattage is your motor? 500 with peak 800, but I don't know okay. how any of that works. Yeah, it mine's also... an 800 watt, like peak 1,000 okay. watt motor. Well, so. it, it, if I'm in the pedal assist, it works a lot better. But if I'm just throttling it, right? If I just crack the throttle. Yeah. It struggles to go uphill. Probably because you're not helping at all. Like, And I'm 265 pounds? Yeah, I'm not far behind you, so I feel you. Okay. Um, there was yeah. a couple guys when we went to the, we were in Vermont at a meetup, and there was a guy that had a canyon. Like, there were some hardcore mountain bike guys that showed up. Matter of fact, one of the guys that showed up was on a Yeti rider, 
on Team Granite Mountain Bike, okay. which I looked at their Instagram page. It was kind of cool. And these guys were, they, we, we stayed at a place called Suicide Six in Vermont. It's a ski resort, which I got the, figured out why they called it Suicide Six. Every time I told somebody we were going, they kind of looked at me weird, like, oh, why would you talk about suicide like that? But turns out when they found this place, there was a bunch of guys looking to build a ski resort in Vermont. And they, they had visited six places that day. This was the sixth place. It was mm-hmm. like the end of the day. One of the guys at the top of the mountain, he goes, we can't build a ski resort here. Look at that. That's suicide. Oh. And became suicide six. But they've got a really cool mountain bike path, a bunch of them based on the run. So there's like blacks and blues, you know, black diamond mountain bike path. Yeah. And uh, these guys were just bombing it, like going up and down. There was actually one guy there with his family. And this guy had lost a leg to cancer. Mm-hmm. He clips into a mountain bike and rides these tough trails. Yeah, there's guys that ride clipped in and I, uh, I just, I don't have nearly the balls to do that. I, I ride on the road, but I won't do it on a mountain bike. Yeah, I rode a mountain bike trail clipped in like twice, and I just ate shit the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had Shimano SPD clips on my first mountain bike, and I got rid of them. I put flats on it, plat big platforms, because it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. It just, it, it was, anyway, like I said, these bikes were really cool. I found out just how expensive e-bikes can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I thought, you know, paying $1,500 was going to be a lot of money. Yeah. Now they're, no. yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah, super, <laughs> super pricey, but also super cool. Um, yeah. No, it was, it was, we had a lot of fun. I was gone a long time. The more I, the more I was on the road too, the more chances I had to keep Googling motorcycles. And yeah, <laughs> I, the, it's become more confusing now than before I left. Cause I really, I'm really thinking I want to, sell the ktm and buy something different i just sure. don't know what because i i keep going to all these different genres um the the, the huskies keep coming back too really the, the smart smart pillin', yeah okay those i just wonder like they're so small compared to like everything else you've written i know i know and i'm not it, it may not be like the to replace the KTM, it might be just another bike I buy. Yeah, because because the plan is going to be to take the Moto Gucci in and get it completely um, worked over. Mm-hmm. That way, I can ride it on a regular basis. Yeah, but I do like the idea of having, um, you know, another bike, a smaller bike I can ride to. Well, and also like take with me on the van. Yeah, I, I want to be able to go to events and not take the small bike you know like if there's a like take not take the e-bike yeah well i mean no a motorcycle specific event oh yeah yeah like something at at the ace cafe or something out of sure, town yeah so if you like about going to in the past yeah yeah exactly i get it and, and like or even the going to barber mm-hmm. i would camp at barber and just have that bike to ride around that would be a lot of fun yeah that would be a lot of yeah, fun. I agree. Yeah, I don't need to put bags on it or anything like that. I just have everything with me. And I think I was going to look up the weight on those because um, the, the tongue weight's like 500 pounds. And I know that we said that the some of the um, mounts that we have from discount ramps yeah. will hold that, if not a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think – I want to say I've seen like 600 pounds. I, th- I think mine will support like 600 pounds. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. And I think the, f- I want to try to get a ride on one. I, I think the 401 may be too small for me. Yeah. The 701 weighs, I'll tell you. I'm going to guess like 450, maybe 400. Really? I'm just guessing. Okay. Hold on. I'll tell you. Of course, they've got it in kilograms. So let me do the math. What is it in kilograms? 158. So times oh, 2. shit. That's only like, yeah, that's only like 300 and some 75 pounds or something. Yeah. Without fuel, but still, that's fine. Yeah. See, that might be the, the uh, and it's such a cool bike. It's only 348 pounds. Right. That's not, that's I'm not worried about that on the back. Thought, yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah. Like I, I would not, I put my KTM, 
on that mount on the back of my car. And it scared the crap out of me, but I don't have a car that's made for towing anything. I have a custom-made hitch that I don't actually know how much weight it could support. <laughs> well, it's also what the car will support for exactly. the Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know how much that like mating system between the hitch and the car would actually support. Um, so that scared the crap out of me. But like, for example, I just Googled the weight of my TW and it's around 280 pounds. I feel like that I could do on the back of my car and not. The you know, but the KTM is right under five, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know, man. I got, I want to buy something. I feel you. I don't, don't want to buy it new, though. That's the only thing. Right. I want to buy a used bike, and I don't know if I'll be able to find one used. Yeah, I wonder about that. Um, hopefully, you don't have as hard of a time finding one as I did finding a TW, where there's like only one. If you want one, it's this one, or you got to go a thousand miles. There was a there was a bunch in Florida, right? It's just yeah, there were a bunch out there. Speaking of yeah. the TW, I um, I rode it the other day, um, doing I, I, so back when I had last summer when I had my Yamaha 450, I took it to this little um, I don't know who owns the land to be honest with you, but it's a spot in Santee that's right over by like the county like women's jail Mm -hmm. that um there's like you know the there's a river that runs through there and there's a bunch of trails that people have made that are most of them are car sized trails and then there's a couple spots where it's like single track where people have made like bmx jumps or dirt bike jumps or whatever i couldn't really tell you the difference most of the time (laughs) um and there's like a big, like a super deep sandy section, and it's like a nice little spot to just go play around for a few minutes and then ride home because it's only about fifteen or twenty minutes from my house. Uh, probably not even twenty minutes. So I'd ridden there on the four fifty, and then I rode there the other day on the TW, and holy crap, the difference in those bikes is hilarious. Because on the freeway, they had about the same top speed because the 450 was so, like, geared for torque. Right. And the TW is geared for top speed. Mm-hmm. Sort of, like, more geared for top speed. Like, it's, it's a it's a dual sport bike that's made to go on the road. So TW tops out at, like, 75, and it sounds like the engine's going to blow up. And then the 450 would top out at, like, 80, and sound like the engine was going to blow up. So, so not a lot of difference, really. It's just the, T, the 450 got there way faster. Right. Um, so I rode, I rode over there on the TW and, uh, we were talking a little bit before the show. Like I felt, I feel big on that thing because it's got such a low seat height. Um, right. but the cool thing about it is like I can flat foot constantly. So, if I start to get in like a weird, like wobbly, going to tip over situation, I can just put my feet out and just paddle around. Um, there was a, I got, I went through the little sandy section and I, I just I was going to ask you how it was in the sand. I got I I'm going to go back and try again. I got in and out of it without falling over, but towards the end, I was just like, the rear wheel was just spinning and I was just like slowly creeping <laughs> up this hill. Right. It's got those really fat tires. Like the front tire is really fat as well. And it's light. So you, I was kind of thinking like, I don't know, maybe it'll just kind of float over a lot of this stuff. And it kind of does, but I just wasn't, I was, I wasn't confident enough in it to like really go for it. And I probably should have just done that. You know, I should have just given it a little bit more, uh, gas and gotten a little more speed but it was just it was silly but i at least i knew like it doesn't weigh that much if it falls over i'll just like push it around until i get it to a spot where i can get out of here um there was a couple there was one spot that i know that i had gone through on the 450 that i wasn't sure about on the 200 and i think part of that was that like i didn't have any i was there by myself so like if i fuck this up i'm uh potentially gonna like injure myself and I don't have anybody else here. So I'm just stuck. 
Um, so that was like a bit like kind of on my mind, but basically it was the section where there was this, you know, like you kind of like went down into like almost like a half pipe shape, like a big U. Okay. And so you like went down in one side and came out the other side. And I had done that on the 450. And the thing that I was concerned about was the clear, the ground clearance on the 450 was, you know, nothing to be worried about. The ground clearance on the TW is not a whole lot. And so, you know, the ag- exact measurements or the difference between the 450. I'm just curious. No, but I'm sure we could figure it out. Um, okay. But yeah, so I, uh, I was worried that I was going to like bottom out going over the lip of this thing and then not be able to get enough speed or have enough power to get out the other side. And then my bike would basically be like stuck in this like trench that I had just dropped into. Um, so that was, that was my only concern. So a a TW250 has 10.4 inches of ground clearance. That's probably plenty for what I was doing. Um, No, that's, that's more than enough. I think, honestly, you're not, you're not off-roading seriously. No. And so the, how was it on the street though? That's what I'm curious about with the, with the, uh, the big tires. Really quick, so just to answer the answer to your original question, the 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 four fifty had has thirteen point two inches of ground clearance. So Okay. So three inches. So three okay. more inches. So okay. honestly, now that I know that, it's not a big difference. <laughs> the seat height feels like a huge difference, but you know, that probably has to do with the shape of the bike and all that sort of stuff. So now I know that the ground clearance is not super lacking on the TW. Um so on the road. I feel the tires, like I've ridden it on the freeway a couple of times. I've ridden around the city streets and I feel the tires doing a little bit of squirrely weirdness every now and then, mm-hmm. but it's fine. They don't, it's not like I haven't been, I cannot push it the way that I can push the, the KTM, at least, you know, not on the freeway. Like on, I, I'm the slowest thing on the freeway in California when I'm on the TW. <laughs> so, so I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. Me and, my girlfriend wrote it to get food um like a couple weeks as a weeks a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and um it was that was weird cuz like <clears throat> it just it was like a super rough ride cuz the two of us were probably like well the two of us together weighed more than that bike does by itself you know so it was like and i don't i don't even know if there's preload adjustment or anything so it was just just you know beating the hell out of the suspension on these like this like crap because i didn't want to ride the freeway there either i was like i don't know so we just rode this city street and it was like really bumpy and like a crappy section of the street so like ah maybe i don't want to do this again i got a funny feeling you overloaded it with two of you on there oh probably yeah Yeah. i mean it had technically it has passenger pegs and all that but um i put the moscow moto reckless bags on it i saw the picture you Uh, sent me that cool yeah i put it on there yesterday or the day before whenever i sent you that picture and what i want to do now now that i've like i'm I'm hoping to ride it or at least take it to uh the tour tech rally in september and because of that i, I want to like load the thing up with a full load of gear and then go drive it around um like probably go take it to that same spot and like not ride the more difficult stuff just ride around the like very simple easy dirt trails kind of parts so just kind of like mm-hmm. feel what that feels like with the bike all fully loaded out where is that in seattle um it's in a place called plain washington it's the middle of nowhere in washington on the western side or sorry the okay. eastern side like um i don't know exactly where it's near a town called leavenworth washington which is more of a popular tourist destination that's like it's really in the same spot though every year right yeah. I'm pretty sure. yeah yeah and leavenworth is one of those towns that's like this little german town that the whole aesthetic of this the town is like german architecture and they they have like you know a german like their their oktoberfest is like off the hook every year because they're like all about it that's like a serious thing for them. Yeah. I mean, like even like McDonald's has like has to follow McDonald's, Starbucks, like all the corporate kind of places 
have to follow the architecture of the rest of the town right. in order to be able to be there. There's places like that in Florida, a lot of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a whole big thing. It's like basically going to, uh, if you're in Disney World, like, if, you know, when you go into one of the little, in Epcot, where like one of the little theme areas, it's like, oh, this is Paris or this is, you know, whatever. It's basically a whole city that's like that. Um, there's one in California called Solvang that's the same kind of thing. It's a Dutch town, I think. Right. Uh but yeah, it, it looks really similar. So we, we had, when, the, when we were on vacation, there was a couple of places we went through. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where they were specifically, where the architecture, everything looked super cool. Yeah. It was kind of like Tudor, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw McDonald's like that, and we were like, wow, that's pretty neat, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, that, that that's how it is going through Leavenworth. And when I, a couple of years ago... Well, more than a couple of years ago now, when I used to live up there, I used to go through Leavenworth whenever I'd go like out towards the eastern part of the state or if I was going to like Utah to visit people or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would always stop in there for lunch on like my way out because it's a cute little town like up in the mountains um, that apparently gets wild for Oktoberfest. <laughs> like the mecca of drunken debauchery <laughs> in that part of the state. See, that's what I'm, that's, I want to start going to stuff like that. That's closer to where I am. Yeah. Like my, the Georgia and everything. Mm-hmm. It's and too I bad wanna, you're not near Montana. You could go to the testy festy. What's that? Bulls balls. It's, it's become a festival of all things balls related, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's, um, it was, it's called the testicle festival. Um, yeah. And it was like a big, like Rocky mountain oyster, like sort of, thing that got started and then turned into a all things balls festival. Did I tell you the story about eating those when we were out in uh, Yellowstone? No, I don't think so. So when we went, when we were on the trip and we, uh, we, we stopped in Yellowstone, it was like a day off from riding. And mm-hmm. remember I told you we got to Old Faithful and I was like really disappointed because it was, you know, there was like a hotel there and a restaurant and a gift shop and all this stuff. And I thought it was yeah. just going to be like some guys are out in the field. So we go into the restaurant and we're already in a bad mood because it took us three hours to get there from mm-hmm. the ent- southern entrance to Yellowstone because of the traffic. Plus, a couple times there was like some moose drinking water. You know, they had to like stop traffic because they're afraid these things are going to walk into a car. Yeah. So I see him on the I see him on the menu, and I don't remember they didn't call them Rocky Mountain oysters. They called them something else. I don't remember what it was. And I took a picture of the menu and. I tried really hard to get Spencer to eat one. He just would not, he wouldn't even look at them. Like I ordered the appetizer. Everybody tried him like, yeah, these aren't bad. He wouldn't even look at the plate. He's like, no, absolutely not. Because I'm drawing the line. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Somewhere I've got a video off to send it to you of me. Like, you know, come on, man. They taste good. There's a dipping sauce and everything. (laughs) He's like, absolutely not. I'm not eating testicles. Like there's something wrong with you. I'm like, it's just meat. It's just another kind of meat is all it is. I've never had them. Would, would you try them? Eh, probably. Yeah, like, how bad could it possibly be, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. It's just meat. It's cooked meat is all it is. I'm having a really hard time with the fact that people don't like this, you know? I don't know. I mean, there's there's this uh, Filipino delicacy called balut. Are you familiar? Uh, yeah, I'm... I, it's a fermented duck egg, a fertilized fermented duck egg. I may um, try it. Yeah. Honestly, I really, I may try it. I'm not. I don't think I would. I've seen people eat it before and they, they're they like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, it tastes kind of like chicken soup. Yeah. Like the thousand year old eggs, those things. No, notice how we've gotten down to not a bit of motorcycle content. We talked about the TW for a minute. Anyway. I saw a thousand year old egg on a restaurant at a restaurant the other day. I'm going to, I'm going to try it. Like I've had watched YouTube videos where people eat it and they're like throwing up. And then I've also watched YouTube videos where like some girl is like, Oh, this is a delicacy. It's delicious. My mom used to make it every morning. You don't eat it by itself. You put it in a porridge. It's delicious. Hmm. And, you know, I've seen people like gobble it up and go, yeah, this is really good. So I'm going to try it. What the hell? What's the worst that can happen? I'm not going to die. Yeah. I might just spit it back on my plate. That's it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Right. What have you really lost? Right. So anyway, that yeah. was yeah. So the TW, um, back to the motorcycle thing. Is on used 
What's smart ones? Oh, nice. Yeah, the the TW is uh, I I think I called it in my little Instagram post the gutless wonder. Like the thing, like obviously, it is not going to win any races, and it never was made to do that. So, it's sort of uh, silly to point out the fact that it's incredibly slow and underpowered. But right. it's one thing to know that, and it's a whole different thing to experience it. Right. Um, and then a couple times, I realized I was just in the wrong damn gear. Like on the way into this area, there's sort of like a dip that you go down, and coming back up the other side, I was like wide open and it was it felt like it was like lugging a bunch and when i got to the top i was like oh i've got a, i could go down a gear and that would have probably helped a lot <laughs> so as i went you know i was driving around i went back for back and forth through this same little area in the right gear i'm like oh yeah cool it's weird how that works <laughs> you put the bike in the right gear um but yeah it was it was fun i i want to i want to get I, are you are you underwhelmed or your expectations were met because you've wanted one of these for oh, such a that's, long that's time that's true yeah um i would say my expectations were have so far have been met like i i was expecting a bike that didn't have anything that i would consider to be power i was expecting a bike that felt really light and nimble and um would go wherever i wanted it to go as long as I didn't need to get there right this second. That and that's absolutely what I found. There's another spot that I rode my other dirt bike um, a little further away, but still here, like local. And I just need to, I need, I don't remember how to get there. So I need to ask my friend Rob how to get there and maybe get him to go with me so that I'm not, you know, just by myself again. But um, you might want to start carrying the inReach. Yeah. Well, the, the, at least the fun part, like with all these spots, like the other, yes, the other day, yesterday, whatever it was, I was probably 500 yards from like a main street. Mm-hmm. That was the farthest I got from civilization. I just, it's this little patch of like unusable land. So people go down there and fish at the river or whatever and stuff like that. But like you're, there's a, there's a, high-rise apartment building that you're like in the shadow of the whole time and then if you like it's between this like two major roads so even if i had like fallen down and hurt myself i could have probably if i could have drug myself with one arm the distance i needed to go (laughs) if i if i had like broken everything i could have like gotten to a person and gotten help like it wasn't i wasn't out in the wilderness or anything and that's actually one of the things i like about this little spot is it's so centrally located in like the middle of this much larger area where if anything stupid happens i'm gonna be fine you know i'm looking at the picture of the bike with the bags on it and everything yeah i, I wonder did they ever make a bike similar to this in a 400 no uh, so there's a the bw which stood for big wheel. TW stands for trail wing. Trail? Mm-hmm. Yeah, trail wing. I'm pretty sure. BW stands for big wheel. The BW, there's a 350. That's basically, if you look at a TW 200 and you put ATV tires on it that are like, you know, 10 inches wide and just. Oh, I remember know. seeing those things. Yeah. So there yeah. was a BW 350. It was like a two wheeled ATV. Mm hmm. Yeah. ATC, we used to call them. Yeah. 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 So, um, that what they made those. And as far as I'm aware, like if you look at the forums, if you were trying to get more power out of it or anything like that, there are people who have put the XT225 motor in it. Like that seems like about the most motor you can get without like really doing a whole lot of modification and making a whole new bike. And at that point, like just screw off and get a new bike. <laughs> What's the range on this? Um, that's a good question. So I, I haven't, I filled it up with gas for the first time yesterday before we started, like before I started on the, on, on the little off-road thing, I, I drove, I rode to the gas station and literally on the way to my, on the gas, on the way to the gas station, I had to go into reserve. Okay. So I started with an empty tank. Um, and I've gone like, 15 miles or something since then so it's a 1.8 gallon tank 
and it supposedly gets around 75 miles to the gallon. Okay. So, you know. So like a one gallon roto pack would be kind of, you were going to do this, take a little trip off road on this thing. Kate, what I was going to ask you is looking at the way this is configured, can you fit a roto pack underneath the bag that's on the tail? Yes. Or is that that bag sitting on the seat? That bag. So the way the, the reckless system is setting half, more than half on the luggage rack and like a little bit onto the seat. I see it. There's a, yeah, there's an expansion kind of plate that I can get for that luggage rack. Um, That luggage rack was actually made by a guy that lives less than five minutes from my house. He's the same guy that did the other bike for you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did the the Bonneville racks. He did three different sets of racks for the Bonneville. Um, But so, yeah, precision motorcycle racks. As far as I know, he's not doing custom stuff anymore. Because when I was asking him about the 450, he was like, hey, I'm super swamped with like regular orders and I don't have time to do custom work right now. Um, But I got. I got his TW rack and um, I love it. There's a, there, he makes a plate or you can just buy any really aftermarket like luggage rack expander plate. That's just like a big metal rectangle. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of, I'm thinking about getting one of those because they make like that Rotopacks mount for it. And so I could like throw the Rotopack. Like if I do this, I could throw a Rotopacks fuel tank under the reckless system and then just have it if I need it. Um, the other thing, so I've, I'm guessing I could go around 100 miles on the freeway or whatever. Or not freeway, but like 100 miles of road travel before I feel like I need to get gas. Um, so if I try to drive this thing up to Washington, I'll probably get a one or two gallon fuel container just to keep the number of fuel stops down. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I'd have it like I could even get like those, um, those MSR, like round fuel, uh, can jar thingies, you know, uh, like, like you use for a camping stove. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Like if I had one, if I had like a couple of those in the right size, like they would fit in like the side yeah, in the bags. Yeah. yeah. The side, those like, those like back pockets that are on the sides of the bags. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be um, perfect. Right. And then, and then I could basically distribute like a gallon or two of gas around the bags instead of having like one rotopax necessarily. No, that's not a bad idea. That's actually a pretty good idea. Or I know I think they make uh collapsible fuel bladders too. So like something like that. Just something to kind of like help me so I don't that so that I don't have this big fuel can that's just taking up space for no reason. Um the rotopack underneath that. Oh yeah, well, they're not they're not big, but yeah. It's going to, it's going to change the way that bag sits on there then, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And the, the, having to get the pack, having to get the roto pack off. Right. Would be annoying. Your your idea of using the bottles is better too, because it's going to keep the center of gravity a little bit lower as well. Yeah. They make. Or or low and behind the bags. Yeah. They make a front rack for that thing too. Um, Could get, you know, throw a tail bag on it. It's got a metal tank. So like if I want to just throw a magnetic tank bag on there that's no problem it's such a cool little bike it is a goofy little cool bike i i don't i'm i'm really happy with it i so far i have no complaints um you could do like 150 miles on it yeah probably i I was riding it when i rode it to my friend's house the other day um i was trying to sit in different positions on it and just to see so like i can put my I can put my butt on the passenger seat and still reach the controls. Um, I can put my feet on the passenger pegs or like hook them over the passenger pegs, like hook, set my like ankles on the passenger pegs mm-hmm. to get a change of position there. Um, it has the like kind of typical dirt bike seat where it has padding all the way up the top of the gas tank. So I could like scoot. Right. I have a lot of like different ways I can scoot around and sit sort of differently. So I think, I think spending all day in the seat on that thing is doable. I mean, obviously people have done it. Like you got to take a picture with you sitting on it. Cause I'm really, cause anytime you look at a promotional picture of a small bike, they have a small rider on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. When the Grom first came out, those dudes riding that bike had to have been like four ten. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I, I should get someone to take a picture of me on it. 
Yeah, I want to see the relationship between like your knees and the seat and kind of where mm-hmm. it's hard for me to tell looking at the, the picture. Cause you're, you know, you're pretty tall. Yeah. At least long legs. It, it, I want to see how you sit on the thing. Yeah. I, I also think like from riding it around, I, I wouldn't, I want to look into stiffer suspension. Or um, just have it revalved maybe. Yeah. I just want to figure yeah. out like how, like I don't, I don't need feel bouncy to you a little bit. I also just, I just felt like, um, I'm not super light and then I'm going to load the bike down with stuff like, you know, getting some sort of either, even just like making a spacer to get some more preload in the front. And then you don't think there's a preload setting on the rear. I have no idea. There's gotta be. <laughs> I know precious little about this bike. I have idolized I mean, for years. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you just got, it's not like you went out and read the manual. I haven't really, I've, I skimmed through it the other day. Cause I, I know the older ones said you had to change. They wanted you to change the oil like every 1500 miles. And then now they're not saying that they're saying change it every 4,000 miles. And they didn't change anything. So I think they just went, yeah, it'll be fine. You know what? That brings up a, not to change the subject, but I'm going to really quick. Cause I was going to ask yeah, you about this. Today. You know what the service interval for the oil change on the van is? What? 20,000 miles. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's a diesel. So, you know, it's not yeah. a high rev motor, but still 20,000. And like wow. a couple of people have said, that's stupid. I'm going to do it at 10,000. The dealer's like, no, 20,000 is fine. That's the dealership telling you that. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, the way I see it, if the manufacturer is telling you to do that, then it's on them. If anything, and they've got very specific model and grade of oil you got to use. But yeah, I I thought that was crazy. I think fifteen hundred miles is a little nuts, especially with today's oil. But yeah, and I I mean that was I that was you know a bike that was originally made in nineteen eighty seven, and right. I think oil and also like I don't know I I don't know what they've actually done in terms of like. Well, even fuel, yeah. fuel nowadays with detergents in it and the way it helps keep the inside of a motor clean. I, I think it's probably going to, yeah, your oil lasts longer. Speaking of dirt bikes, like when, when we were in Vermont, we, I ran into two guys on adventure bikes and one of them happened to be the Northeast rep for climb. And they were, they were both riding. One of them was riding a, a KTM, the 790 that was decked out and this thing looked badass. I mean, it, it looks like a giant dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Well, the other guy was riding a Husky 501S, the FE 501S. Have you seen these? That sounds very familiar. It's a big thumper. You know, it's a big. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this thing is huge. Like, I was like, wow. Like I, And it's a 501, which, you know, is the, basically the 490 motor. Mm-hmm. But, and it's. It's got lights and it's street legal. It, yeah. It's kind of cool, but it's, I don't know. It, it would be like buying the the Honda like you had. I think it'd be way too much bike. It, I, sus- I suspect that would be, you know, new. Yeah. That would be a lot of bike. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 65 horsepower, I think. No, it's more than that actually, but it's, it's the, the engine only weighs 65 pounds. It's, it's light. Hmm. That is very it was, it was a, I was really surprised at how big the bike was. Like it felt and looked bigger than a four fifty that I've sat on. Mm-hmm. And the seven ninety man, that was that was cool. What a cool bike. He had it all decked out and everything, you know. It was uh it, it looked like a giant dirt bike. Mm-hmm. So I found out how you adjust the suspension on the the rear of the TW and it's stupid. <laughs> How do you do it? Technically, it has three different. And you can set it to three different positions, and it involves. It looks like you have to take the shock out, and like, move a spring clip to a different position and put it back in. Oh boy, that's yeah. pretty old school. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> may not be doing that. Um, or if I take the shock out, it might just get a new shock instead. Um, cause I'm going to go to all the trouble to pull it out. I might just put something better in there. That's probably not a bad idea, but we'll see. I don't know. Especially if you're going to load it down with a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't want to like, you know, kill this thing, but 
It's, it's a cool looking. I keep looking at the picture with the bags on it. I'm like, well, oh, that thing's neat. It's got the bark busters on there. Yeah, I put those on there just the other day too. Um, yeah. I'll, the 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 po- the picture we're talking about will probably be the main post for this uh this ep- this episode. But yeah, I put the I put the uh, hand guards on there. They're they were a little finicky too. Like, there's not it, things are pretty cramped in that area, and there's not a lot of room to like mount stuff. Um, but they fit on there. They look like they'll be fine. I'm not overly worried about it. Um, I'm not going to be dropping a 500 pound bike on them if, if the bike falls over. So listen, I'm thinking I might try to, when you've got time off, I, I may fly out and hang out with you for a couple of days. Cool. Um, yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about that. Um, like off the, well, off I, the air, yeah. I, I really want to ride the bike is what I want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. No problem. Because the more I look at it, it's like, ah, this thing's really cool. It is. It's a fun little goofy thing. And it really does have that sort of like, what's, I don't know the right word, like a kind of uh, plodding, but like definitely going to get there kind of vibe. All right. Look, I'm going to send you a link. Because okay. I want you to look at a picture of a guy on a bike. And... This, I want you to tell me if, hold on a second, let me send this to you. If it's that small, because I'm I'm having some thoughts in my head. This looks like a regular sized dude on this bike. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's a guy on the Svart, the Svart Peeling 401, huh? 401. So, so is it that small? Um, maybe. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Is the I wonder if the Svart Peeling. So okay, the Ducati Scrambler. How they had like that four hundred cc Ducati Scrambler. Yeah, it was physically the exact same size as. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't know. Is the four hundred one the same size as the seven hundred one, or is it a smaller bike? It's a smaller bike. Okay. Um. God, I hope so. Because if it isn't, it's probably about like that guy only. The TW has sort of like a, like looks sort of longer, you know? Yeah. Like this the, thing looks short. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, if you just think about like the, the rake, like the rake on the TW, there's a lot more, the, the angle is probably less steep than the 401 Svart Pillin mm-hmm. cause they're made for totally different things. No, cause this thing's got like, a little bit of an off-road tire to it. I'm just wondering if this would be like okay on a gravel road. Yeah, you know, I'm not talking about real off-road. Just yeah, I mean, I think like this like is, a weekend camping trip. There's nowhere, to, but there's no real back rack on this. That's yeah, what kind no, of, there's like nothing on that thing. No, you can't put a bag on there. There's, there's this thing is is as off-road capable, I think, as any other street bike if you put dirt tires on it, or not even like you know dirt-ish tires on it. Right, right. Now, my, 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 the wheels are just turning now in my mm-hmm. head about all these different medium to small displacement motorcycles and what would be a cool thing to have. Yeah, you should definitely, you should definitely come out and ride the, ride the little, the gutless wonder. <laughs> gutless wonder. Yeah, it's it's. Uh. <laughs> I'm not I'm not overly concerned. Like when I was thinking about it, I, I was realizing this the other day. Like, so you know, I had my Bonneville, and my Bonneville went through like at least four complete visual overhauls. Like there was the f- way it looked from the factory, and then like three or four other total like style and like you know, paint job and whatever like changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was constantly doing stuff to make that bike different or whatever. And the KTM, I have put crash bars on it and I put hand guards on it and I put a little chip to get rid of that solenoid, that exhaust solenoid. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I changed the windshield cause the windshield broke. This is the only reason I changed it. Um, you know, and oh, and I put a top case on it. So like, other than that, like it, it looks like a totally stock motorcycle. Like, 
nothing funky has been done with it. And I feel the same way about the TW. Like, I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to achieve anything other than making it do what it does better. So I put hand guards on it so that I don't bash my knuckles into stuff if I go on some little narrow trail or I get off the edge of a trail. Right. You know, um, it has the stock bash plate. I might look into something else um, just to see, like, I might look into what the other options are out there for it. And then I put a luggage rack on there. And I don't think I want to, I don't want to like change the exhaust or, you know, I want it to just like quietly around everywhere. I don't, you know. Well, maybe find one thing to do that might be a performance improvement just to get a little bit more horsepower out of it. Like, yeah. I don't know what's out there for that particular, besides ripping out the motor and putting a new one in. I mean, I wouldn't do much else to it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, maybe mount. Do you, do you have the, the the little thing that we had ordered or I, you sent it back to me right the that uh the beeline the beeline yeah you, Do you have want it back for that bike no there's not the it has so it has that like handlebar crossbar mm-hmm. that kind of ruins being able to put much on the dash like okay. area um and I that beeline thing was really hard for me to use I'm so used to having a map to look at. It was, I, know. I got, I mean, maybe if I like forced myself or if I hadn't already gotten super used to having a map to kind of glance at all the time, I would have been able to get more accustomed to it. Um, it was weird. Really? It's, I, I think it's cause a couple comments I heard too, was you could outride the directions, like even going slow. Yeah. So it, it seemed to really be like, made for a bicycle. Yeah. Like when I was riding around on the motorcycle, it was like, Hey, turn left a minute ago. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I might I might mount it on the e-bike mm-hmm. and see how it works like that just because the whole plan of having these e-bikes, like when we were in um Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah. We talked about this, how expensive it was to park, you know, and you were telling me about places in San Diego that's the same way. So the, the cool thing would have been to just leave park someplace, leave it for the day, because you could pay for parking for one day someplace for twenty five bucks. Yeah. And then just take the bikes and tool around town. But yeah. I'd like to have it without I don't want to mount a phone on it, but this thing would be cool just to stick it on the handlebar. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, me keep looking at this VIT, the 701 VIT pillin. They make a tank bag, a rear bag, which I'm not sure how it mounts. They don't show a picture of it and a set of side bags. Yeah. Already from Husqvarna. So you could kind of like deck the bike out with bags for like a little day trip or something. Mm-hmm. Now that the trick would be, how do I convince Marcy to get on the back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given her uh, reluctance to be on. Her natural fear of falling off the back of a motorcycle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So they make a bigger seat, but I don't think it's designed for two people. I think this bike is strictly a one-person motorcycle for the for the, the uh, Svart Pelin. Yeah. I'm looking at like Yamaha's images for you. We were talking about putting small people on small bikes and Yamaha's images. Uh, this guy is definitely a lot smaller than me. The guy that's the guy that's in the promotional images for the TW. They always do that though. That's a common thing for advertising. Yeah. Did you remember that when the Grom video came out, the release from Honda, Mm -hmm. it looked like the coolest bike in the world. I'm like, man, that thing is badass. And then I went and saw it. I'm like, wait, is that the same bike? Yeah, it's like three quarters like, of a bike. Tiny, yeah. Well, the guy on it was like three, you know, three quarters the size of an average person. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only thing that's got me bothered about this this the husky though is like the price, man. They, oh yeah, they they're, they're two thousand nineteens. We're looking at nine grand. That's what the thing costs new. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess that's just the nature right now of everything. Yeah. There's one down here in my, they went 10, 495 for a 19 with 20, 2700 miles on it. Man. Yeah, no, that's no, not going to happen. Yeah, I think if I do anything else to the Yamaha, it's going to be like LED lights, like change out all the lights on it for LEDs to free up a little bit of extra, extra power from the charging system mm-hmm. so that I could, you know, maybe put heated grips on it or. 
even just those like wraps that wrap around the grips, those heated grip wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't need heated grips like 99% of the time out here. <laughs> um, if I, if I do get orders to Japan though, that's what's going with me. Like taking the TW, probably going to sell the KTM, selling my car and I'll buy a little shit box car You're gonna out there. The house though, right? What's that? You're going to keep the house though, right? It depends. Um, I would. That's an investment. Yeah. The only thing is, like, the way the housing market is right now, like, I could, if I sold the house, like, I'd have to deal with, you know, renting and and paying the mortgage would be in addition to, like, I'd have to rent the house out with, hope, you know, and then potentially deal with crappy renters from a long ways away. So I'd have to find somebody good right, that's to true. manage it. Well, how long would you, if you got relocated, how long is that time period for? Two or three years. Oh, I'd sell it. Yeah. So I'd sell it, bank the money. Yeah. Because if I sold it, I'd be able to pay, basically sell it, pay off anything I owe money on at all and go to Japan with zero debt at all. And, and you'll get base housing, obviously, in Japan, right? It There's there's a couple different ways of doing it. They they do a thing called overseas housing allowance where basically they pay your rent exactly. Like instead of the thing they do here where they, it's a different kind of housing thing but yeah i would either i would be living getting my housing paid for by the navy so yeah oh i just wanted to for people just so they know barber's coming up in october it is eighth ninth, and 10th if you haven't been i would go it's really i'm actually consider going yeah um, so we've got barber in october i will be gone for most of october to japan and hawaii Again? Work. Yeah. And then we might go back to Japan potentially again in November or something. And if not, then then definitely like January, February time frame going back again. If I'm not oh, moving. Yeah. <laughs> um what's that? So holy cow. Yeah, we're the the team that I'm on right now would normally travels a lot. It's just last year they didn't go anywhere because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's like two or three trips to Hawaii and two or three trips to Japan every year. So we're, pl- we're planning like two weeks in Japan and a week in Hawaii for October. Um, so yeah, I won't be doing any motorcycle things in during that time, but then, yeah, we, we're just, we're super busy. We're also trying to catch up on all the stuff that we didn't get to do like inspection wise last year. So it's been busy. Like the, the last week we did an inspection at one of those squad local squadrons. Next week we've got another one and I think we might have a week off and then we're doing more inspections right after that. Um, I'm trying to work out time to like taking enough time to drive to and from Washington in September. I also have, because I didn't take any leave and you know, we're only allowed to accrue so many days of time off in a year, you know, or tra- to bring that into the next year. So I have like 10 days that I have to take or I'm going to lose those days. Um, so that I'm kind of, I'm hoping to use the fact that I'm going to lose those days if I don't take them to help apply pressure to get the approval to take the time off. Right. I, kind of the, that's why I've been taking the time I did because I'm in the same boat. We're, we're capped at so many hours a year and yep. they've got, and I'm double that right now. Right. So I need to take time off or or I'm going to lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I, I have until October 1st. I have to take like, by, sorry, by October 1st, I have to take that time off. So I'm hoping to, to get the time off in September specifically so I can go up to the Tour Tech rally uh, later in September. Like I think the 20, the week of the 25th or something is the Overland Expo West. The yeah. one in flagstaff arizona that one is west is well there's two yeah because flagstaff is is september 24th through the 26th yeah yeah i'll probably apply for press credentials i don't know if i'll actually go um that's gonna depend on the coming up it's in august yeah that one i'm definitely gonna be able to go yeah i'm gonna try to go to east for sure i mean i i I haven't been in a while. It's in Virginia now. Oh, cool. In, uh, someplace called Oak Ridge Estates. It's the, te- well, 
see, this is the thing. It's the same date as Barber. Damn. Yeah, it's like always the same time as Barber. Oh, crap. It's the, I thought it was the weekend after. It's the same damn weekend. Now I got to make a decision. Oh, I got to think about it because it's, it's about a nine hour. I just plotted it out. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I could go to one and go to the other. It's about a nine hour and 15 minute drive from Barber to where this Oak Ridge estate is. Oh man, it's the same weekend. <sighs> okay. I, I know if, if I were going, I mean, you've been to Barber, right? Yeah, I've been to Barber a couple times. Yeah, I've never been to Barber. That's one of the ones that, like, like just going to the museum alone is, like, on my list. Of, every motorcyclist should do is visit that museum. Yeah, because they've got something for everybody. They've got, like, many somethings for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It, you know, and you, you don't, you just, some of the, the, the bikes that are in there, you'll never see on the road. You'll never see them anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then watching the vintage racing and stuff, if you're into racing, just being there is, it's like Disney for motorcyclists. It really is. Yeah. I feel similarly about AMA Vintage Days um, is one of those things that like, yeah, you should go if you can. It's, it's definitely more vintage focused and it's more like weird swap meet vibe because that is, is is what's happening is a weird, a swap meet of weirdos. Um, But it's such a spectacle just to like walk around or if you have the the uh privilege of riding like a little motorcycle or scooter around the venue the whole time right there's just there's so many old cool things one of a kind things uh silly things happening like barrel racing like like un um unofficial barrel racing um then there's actual vintage motorcycle racing. There's a like parade. Par- there's a parade lap around the track you can do. Um, I, I did that on a little Vespa, um, like a newer Vespa scooter. It was so much fun. Got my the only time I have ever ridden on a racetrack of any kind was at uh, AMA Vintage Days on this uh, Vespa scooter. Just so so much fun. <laughs> Um, it's just like everybody's it, you know, it's a great time. I'm even thinking maybe about, and I'm going to try to ride one. Is that the Honda scooter, the ADV scooter, the 150? Mm, yeah. I'm looking now at Barber and the, all the camping's already sold out. Oh, I bet. So they have a, if you're going to go too, and you're going to bring a bike, do the parade lap thing. That's, that's really cool. You get to ride on the track. It's yeah. 40 bucks. They do it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I think you can actually buy tickets for every day. You could ride the track three days in a row. That's cool. Um, yeah. So motorcycle events, you've got Barber potentially or the Overland Expo East. Um, yeah, I, I'm I, trying I, to go to a tour tech rally on my little goofball. Uh, that's all what, in September. Else coming up. Oh, um, aim. Let me see if we can go to AM Expo this year. Or if they've got it canceled again. Let's see. Um, the dates are. I know they moved it. So it's Las Vegas, 19 to 21 January. Yeah. Um, I'm going to plan on going to that for sure. Yeah. That's, that's something that I should be able to do as long as I'm not unexpectedly traveling. Um, so. I will be there for that. Yeah, my plan, if if I get these orders to go to Japan, my plan is to hopefully transfer, like, check out of my command in January and basically take all of January off, see family, friends, do all sort of stuff before I leave the country, and then leave the country at the end of January, beginning of February, and check in at the beginning, in, in the, like, the middle of, beginning, middle of February time frame. Okay. Out there, so... Hopefully all that works and I have plenty of time to go to Vegas for AIM Expo. Well, I'm registering right now. So media registration is open. I'm putting it, putting it in and I can do it for both of us. I think. Okay. If it lets you do it, then yeah, go for it. All right. Um, I yeah, kind of need to wrap up. Right you now. got stuff. Me too, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, 
I got to ride both my motorcycles in the last couple of weeks, which was really great. I'm very happy. I keep having to move license plates because I haven't registered the TW yet, but yeah, <laughs> I'm really sure that'll make that. somebody mad at me just for admitting it on the podcast. I've been riding the KTM. It's been fun. Nice. Well, without further ado, get out and ride. See ya.